0: Today we're talking extreme midget drama at Millbridge, another Matt Shepard win, schedule changes for the World of Outlaws late models, and racing tonight for USAC at Circle City. Let's go. Today is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. We'll start today with the Extreme Outlaw Midget debut at Millbridge last night. They had over 50 cars on the initial entry list, but we ended up with only 35 in the show, which I'm guessing is because of the weather situation we've had here in Charlotte this week. Obviously, we had that Monday rain out, and then the forecast for the week uh, initially didn't look all that great. But we did get racing complete last night with no issues, and the forecast for today is pretty much the same as it was yesterday. Millbridge is a small track and a small facility, so the place looked absolutely packed last night between the midget teams, the microfield, and all the fans in attendance. Once on-track action got going, things were super tough last night, though, for the competitors. Taylor Reimer was quickest in qualifying at a 10.026, while Kevin Woody Jr. was slowest at 10.724, so less than seven-tenths of a second separated the entire midget field. Heats were tough as well, and we had some big names end up in last chance races, including Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Timms, Kaylee Bryson, and Jake Swanson. Larson, Briscoe, and Timms all transferred from the first B-Main, with Brent Cruz, Emilio Hoover, and Dominic Gordon moving on from the second. But Reimer, John Hunter Nemechek, Andrew Felker, and Carson Hosovar were all names that missed the night's main event. There were quite a few incidents through the night, and nobody was really immune from the contact, including the leaders in the feature and Larson. Young Money started 15th, but he had to go to the work area early on in the feature with problems. Then he drove back into the top 10 before then again getting collected in a late crash and finishing 16th. Out front, pole sitter Gavin Boshell battled with Keith Kuhn's teammate Brian Wiedemann all race long with each of them leading laps. Inside 10 to go, though, after a restart, Boshell got into the 0-1 in turn three and spun him out. Wiedemann was uh, running right through the middle with Boschell up on top, and this kind of exact situation nearly played out a time or two right before it happened after that restart. Boschell narrowly missed Wiedemann a couple of times before, so you could kind of see this one coming. Several cars had damage from the aftermath of Wiedemann's spin, and from there, it was all Beauchelle out front. He led the rest of the way to earn the very first Extreme Outlaw Midget feature victory. Behind him, Zach Dom went 12th to 2nd, Nick Drake was 3rd, Nick Hoffman went 13th to 4th, and Brent Cruz went 16th to 5th after transferring in from that B-main. The move from Bochelle didn't appear to be on purpose, but he did at least attempt to apologize to Wiedemann afterwards. The racing was definitely about par for the course, kind of for the way midgets are right now. Two young drivers up front trying to impress a packed night of teams and fans and the like. And the experience kind of just comes out at various points. Moschel is a talented young driver, but still uh, a lot of an experience, still has a lot to learn uh, as he continues to move up and move forward in his career in motorsports. As for the night's micro race, Brent Cruz took the win over Sheldon Creed with Kyle Larson going 18th to third behind them. Tonight, they'll do it all over again out in Millbridge, and you can either head out to the track or watch it live on DuraVision. I had some people asking me yesterday as well. Kyle Larson is not in his own midget this week. Uh, He's in the midget and the micro for Chad Boat Industries. So just if you were curious about who Larson is racing for. Up in New Jersey last night, the Short Track Super Series South Region took on the New Egypt Speedway. Matt Stengel was the early leader from his second starting position, but Matt Shepard was lurking. There was a lap 14 caution for a slowing Brandon Grosso, and the restart gave Shepard the opening he needed. Into turn one, he drove by Stengel on the outside to grab the lead and was unchallenged from there. It was Shepard's 25th career series win and second in just eight days. Ryan Godown tried to track down Stengel late for second, but came up short. So behind the 9-S at the finish, it was Stengel, Godown, Danny Buck, and Jeff Strunk. In the South Region standings, both Godown and Shepard should be moving up after last uh, last night's racing as points leader Mike Maresca ended up 14th on the night. Up next is a joint North Region and South Region race at Bloomsburg Fair in two weeks on June 7th. That race will pay $7,000 to win and $700 to start. In some schedule news from yesterday, the World of Outlaws Late Model Series has made some changes to their June and July slate of races. The Hawkeye at Boone is moving to Monday, July 25th, which is the same week as the Prairie Dirt Classic at Fairbury. That race will pay $20,000 to win before competitors then head to Fairbury Friday and Saturday. So Boone Speedway Monday, Fairbury Friday and Saturday. And then the June races at Route 66 in Joliet and Orange County Fair have been canceled outright, as has the July 12th stop at Gondik Law Speedway in Wisconsin. The series cited rising fuel prices and tire availability as reasons for the changes. It's not surprising to see that Juliet show off the schedule. There have kind of been some questions around the the dirt oval at Route 66 uh, all season. The All-Stars had actually already previously dropped it from their 2022 schedule as well. Orange County Fair only drew 22 cars a year ago, and it's not a stretch. I think that that race this season could have been even smaller. So again, not shocking for that race to be dropped. And Gondek Law is a pretty serious hike for all of the late model teams. It's only or it's two and a half hours north of Minneapolis up on Lake Superior. So think about how far Minneapolis is from the kind of base of late model teams. And then it's even further north than that. So all of these seem like pretty reasonable moves to me. And I saw some people talking about the the death of the World of Outlaws late model series uh, yesterday because they're canceling races and losing teams. But I don't don't see that here at all. I just think these were a couple of prudent moves uh, that probably needed to happen anyway. If you want to see the full updated series schedule, head over to worldofoutlaws.com. And in Indianapolis tonight and tomorrow, the USAC National Sprint Cars are in action at Circle City Raceway as Indy 500 festivities continue in the city. We're coming off the two shows at Terre Haute last weekend, one by CJ Leary and Robert Ballou. Finishes of sixth and fourth have vaulted Justin Grant into the series points lead following Terre Haute, and he leads Emerson Axum now by just a small margin five points. As I said on Monday, the top seven, though, in the championship are separated by just 66 points, so things will change early and often as the summer progresses. Axum and Grant are the only two drivers in the series to finish in the top 10 in every race so far this season, and Grant's top 10 streak actually goes back to 2021. It's currently 14 straight races. USAC Sprint Cars made just one appearance at Circle City in 2021, with that race having been won by Tanner Thorson. He led all 30 laps in that one. The one driver I'd really not sleep on right now, uh, though, with the USAG National Sprint Cars is Robert Ballou. He might be the hottest driver in the country right now in any dirt racing series. He's got five straight top three finishes, including two wins. His average finish over those races is 1.8, and he's done it on tracks in Ohio, Kansas, Missouri, and Indiana. The DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula actually likes Brady Bacon tonight for the win. I think I'm going to go Leary here, though. He bagged a top five at Circle City last year. And he's got five straight top five finishes right now himself, including that Friday night win at Terre Haute. We'll have to keep an eye on the weather, though, uh, around Indy for the next two days, as there are some rain chances in the forecast. Uh, if it holds off, though, you, know, you can either head out to the track or watch everything live over on Flow Racing. Uh, there are a bunch of new uh, dirt racing podcast episodes this week if i can find the right button here uh, wing nation has brent marks and justin peck loud pedal also has justin peck uh, passing points has bobby allen forward bite has eric coombs quick time is back and has Stu snyder and there are new episodes of open red credentials denied the dirt reporters the dirt nerds and dirt tracks and rib Racks. to see the full list of shows and episodes head over to dirttrackercom slash podcast If you know of any other podcasts that I don't have on this list, feel free to reach out to me via email, DMs, whatever. Let me know so we can make sure that that page stays updated. And it's a nice little Wednesday over on the streaming services. If you're looking for some racing tonight, DuraVision has night two of the extreme outlaw midgets at Millbridge. Like I mentioned, Flow Racing uh, has those USAC national sprint cars from Circle City. There's also weekly action from Action Track USA and Flow 24-7. And Speed Sport TV has IMCA, uh, IMCA racing from the Southern Oklahoma Speedway. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.